Hey guys, I love, love, love that you're listening to the podcast. I truly hope it's bringing you just a ton of value. But if you ever wanted to check out the video version of these podcasts, then you should head over to YouTube. You know, they're going to have more effects, more visual stuff like that. And that, that can help the message sometimes just hit a little bit different and you know, reinforce the, the lesson in a better way. So you can check that out. It's completely free. Go over to YouTube, search for Anthony Vecino. It'll pop up. And if that's not what you're into, then cool. Just enjoy the show and let's get to it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. As always, I'm super jazzed to have you here. Today, we're going to talk about three ways of thinking about money that are going to set you up to play the money game better and hopefully win it. These are simple heuristics or simple mental models, as our boy Charlie Munger would say, that I think will serve you very well if you can adopt them because they will give you a different lens to look at this money game through. And it's one that maybe or all three of these are different lenses that I think a lot of people don't consider. So number one is wealth is the ratio between what you make and what you keep. I first heard this put in these terms by Alex Hermosi. I think it's a really brilliant way that wealth is the ratio between what you make and what you keep. For instance, if you make $50,000 a year, but you only have $5,000 a year of expenses, then that means each year you're putting $45,000 in the bank, which is equivalent to nine years worth of expenses, right? So for every year you work, you're creating or generating nine years of wealth. So you just, you know, you draw this out and you say, okay, well, if I was to work for, you know, the next 10 years, I would have 90 years of wealth. That means you could retire effectively for the next 90 years, right? And so there's two ways then that you can increase your wealth. Number one is you increase your, your income. And I think that's overall the best way because it's infinite. You could, you could literally go out there and make a million dollars. You can make a billion dollars, but you can only cut your expenses so far, right? And in that example that he gave with the $50,000 and $5,000 of living expenses, that's pretty unrealistic because like, how are you only going to live off of $5,000? Like that's probably not even enough to cover your food for the year. So that's, you know, that's an extreme example to, 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 to make the point, to show the example. But um, I do believe focusing on increasing your income is generally the better way to increase, increase your overall wealth. But it is important that you maintain your expenses, that you keep an eye on that. Because what I see happen a lot when people come into money is they experience lifestyle creep. So you might start making a million dollars, but you start buying that nice car, that nice house, that nice jewelry, all these things. You go on these trips and you eat out. And next thing you know, your expenses have creeped up to the point where, yeah, you're making a million dollars, but 900,000 of that is going out the door in expenses. So each year you're only saving $100,000. And that seems like a lot, but if your expenses are $900,000, then that means it's going to take you nine years, nine years to save up one year's worth of wealth. Think about that. And this is the reason why people who make really good money will maybe often not be able to retire is because they're, they're not actually wealthy. They might be making a ton of money, but they're not wealthy. And that's the most important number if you want to achieve financial advice, uh, <laughs> freedom is to increase your wealth. And you do that by increasing your income, decreasing your expenses. So that's number one. Wealth is the ratio between what you make and what you spend. Number two is you need to, if you want to make more money, you have to raise your baseline temperature. Now, everybody has like this internal thermostat, this internal money thermostat where there's an amount of of money that feels normal. Uh, And any amount like over that number, it feels 
like a lot feels unachievable whereas any amount underneath that number is typically doable it's 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 a it's a quantity of money that you feel comfortable spending let's say for me i used to think in thousand dollar increments where anything under a thousand dollars was okay I, i could afford it but as soon as it started getting over a thousand into two or three thousand i was like that's a lot of money and so imagine how difficult it would be for you if you were trying to pitch a product to a customer for $50,000, but your internal baseline temperature for money was to think that $1,000 is a lot, you probably would lack the conviction necessary to convince that person across from you that this is a good value, right? Like you might even have some doubts inside internally about, oh, this is a lot of money. And you might believe that you have the ability to add value, but you might doubt that you could bring that much value. So if you lack the conviction, you're never going to make that sale, right? Conversely, if you think of a million dollars as a lot of money, then $50,000 is nothing, right? Like that's, that's, a, that's, that's, that's a drop in the bucket. So if I'm sitting here pitching you on $50,000 investment because I think a million dollars is a lot and I'm like, hey, listen, this $50,000, this is, this, is this is a killer deal because I'm like your baseline number is so much higher that by comparison, yeah, it's a great value. And so one of the ways that you can make more money quite easily is just by raising your baseline temperature of what you expect. When you hear people say like, oh, I want to make, I want to have my first $10,000 month, right? Like that works out to be $120,000. And you start to solve problems that will lead you to the the result of $10,000 a month. But if you changed your number and you said, I want to make $100,000 this month, Now you need to solve the problem very differently. And in trying to solve for a $100,000 month, you're much more likely to exceed a $10,000 month than you would ever have hopes of exceeding that $10,000 month if you, in fact, were only trying to solve it by achieving $10,000 a month. Does that make sense? I don't know if I did a good job explaining that. All that's to say is what I've noticed is like the jumps in thinking about money is like $1,000 and then five and then 10,000 and then 20 and then 50 and then a hundred and then a million, right? So the, the higher you can raise your baseline money thermostat, the, the easier it's going to be to make those sums of money because they become normalized. They no longer feel heavy. They no longer feel hard. And you start solving those problems differently than when you expect it to be hard and unachievable. All right. The third way to think about money. And this is, this is one that I think holds back most people, honestly, is that you don't need money to make money. A lot of people think this. A lot of people think that you need money to make money and that like, oh, if only I'd been born with that silver spoon in my mouth. If I had the money, of course, then I could buy the real estate or I could buy the business or the whatever. And sure, money is a resource and it's helpful. But the truth is, if you're given the resource, if you're given the money for free, you're not going to cherish it. You're not even going to understand how to use it effectively. So the money itself, the tool is not helpful because you haven't really learned how to use it yet. And so in a lot of cases, it can actually be an encumbrance. It can actually just be the thing that eventually leads to your downfall because you haven't learned how to wield the, the sword. You end up lopping off your own leg. Now, instead of thinking it takes money to make money, you have to flip this on its head. And you have to ask yourself, what does it actually take to make money? And in my estimation, it requires three things. It requires creativity, financial literacy, and consistent right action. 
So of these three, like money is not necessary in any of them to be creative, to see opportunities, to, to take ideas and combine them in new novel functional ways. That's creativity. Financial literacy is understanding the rules of money, how, how the game is played and consistent right action is saying, here's the idea. Here's how I execute it because a million dollar idea is worthless without a million dollars of execution. So if you can do those three things, you can, you can make money. It's actually quite easy. (laughs) So don't let that be a limiting belief that you adopt as mm, it takes money to make money. And because I don't have money, I'll never make money or I need to first save up before I can start doing this. No, you don't lack for resources. You lack for resourcefulness. It's one of the most powerful quotes from Tony Robbins that I've ever heard. And it's a hundred percent true. The most successful entrepreneurs are not the ones that have the most resources. They have the most resourcefulness. So try and cultivate that skill that belief, it will serve you incredibly well. So those are three money thoughts that I think will serve you very, very well. That you don't need money to make money, that you need to raise your baseline temperature, and that wealth is a ratio between what you make and what you keep. You keep these three things in mind and you allow them to lead your actions. And I think you're going to be doing pretty all right in the money game. So guys, This is going to do it for me. I appreciate you as always. I'll see you back here tomorrow. But until then, stay hyper-focused, my friend. What's going on, everybody? I just wanted to let you know real quick that the Hyper-Focused Masterclass is officially live. We put a ton of time and energy into this project. And based on all the positive feedback so far that we've received from students, it's it's pretty awesome. Seriously, we're, we're really psyched on how it all turned out. If you're interested in learning all the habits, rituals, routines, systems, processes, frameworks, and more that, you know, help me turn my ADHD into a superpower, to get out of massive debt and build a $70 million real estate portfolio over the past 10 years. And you're definitely going to want to head over to beyondtheapex.com backslash hyperfocus and check it out. All right, let's get to the show.